Welcome to another edition of the Hidden Layers Podcast, where we talk about all the exciting ways marketing, data, and deep learning are colliding. Today, we're excited to have Burke Morley, VP of Brand and Executive Creative Director at Purple, the comfort technology company known for its Purple Grid mattresses and other comfort technology that we'll get into in a little bit. Burke leads all brand touch points of the Purple brand, including, but not limited to, brand strategy, planning, and execution. He also drives all creative and content across all channels and heads all PR, comms, and social. Burke has worked in the creative strategy area for brands, including Nike and Sonic. Welcome to Hidden Layers, Burke. Thanks, Jeremy. appreciate you having me. Thank you. It's great to have you, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about Purple and how it differentiates itself. Hopefully, if anybody out there is listening, has looked for a new mattress in the last long, long time. I think you guys went public like four years ago, so you've been around a long time. You've hopefully checked out Purple, and you've asked, what's the difference between Purple and Casper and and all these other uh, mattresses. So we'd love to hear a little bit about Purple and then your role within the organization. Yeah, so I've been at Purple for over two years, kind of heading up the brand and and creative side of things. First joined Purple and was really kind of asked to figure out how, you know, Purple had this great history where they kind of caught lightning in a bottle with our advertising, but we knew it was time for us to kind of grow up and to take our brand to a new place. And so when I was brought on, I was really asked to figure out, you know, where do we want to take the brand next, both from a strategy standpoint, but also from a creative standpoint. One of the things that's made that really interesting and appealing to me to join Purple was the fact that, you know, at the time there was a lot of kind of startups or focusing on the mattress space with a kind of a DTC approach all of those companies were really focused on how to improve the mattress buying experience. The main difference with Purple is that Purple is actually a different, was really focused on actually creating a better mattress itself. And the founders of Purple had a rich history in gels and different things like that. And they figured out how to use that innovation and those 30 plus years of experience and apply it to sleep and to comfort. So, one of the biggest advantages that we have, one of the biggest reasons why I was attracted to come to Purple is because Purple actually has some real innovative differences that we can really tell a story around that actually improves how people sleep and improves people's lives based on what we hear from people. And, you know, it's been a long time since there's been any real innovation in the sleep industry. You know, it's been like 30 plus years since um, memory foam came onto the scene. And so, you know, we were really excited about being kind of a disruptor with some actual innovation that gives our customers something different and better. So to play a little bit of a, the ignorant devil's advocate here, how do you get that? How do you get that across? How do you break through with all, like you said, all the startups and the DTCs that have, you know, VC money that's just, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing the message out there. How do you break through and really take purple out of the fray and get to those people who are like, hey, I need something that's better? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's one that we spend all of our time thinking about. Part of the challenge is everyone's making the same claims, right. um, whether they're, you know, regardless of validity. There's a lot of different ways that people are trying to approach different or solve different problems. 
the thing that's interesting about having such a different innovation technology with what we call the GelFlex grid, it's a huge advantage. It's also a, a big challenge. It's a huge advantage in the fact that we have innovation that's different, that differentiates us, that solves problems in a different way, that people are very interested in and are really excited about. And you know, they, they tell us it's changed their lives and how they sleep. The challenge comes where we have to convince people that it's something worth trying. We've got a lot of explaining to do of why we thought and why we continue to always look for new ways to change how people sleep and how we provide comfort solutions because it is so different. So while it's also a challenge, it's also a huge benefit. And so we have been working hard over the last couple of years to figure out how we tell those stories and bring those stories to life in a compelling way. We've, we've uncovered a couple of interesting ways to do that. One of the things is really distinguishing us from memory foam. Memory foam is really good at some things, and there are some things that just inherently doesn't do terribly well. And so we want to hero the things that we do differently and why and how we do it differently. So creatively, we've had to kind of figure out how we tell those stories. From a visual standpoint, one of the things that I realized when I first got here to Purple is we were kind of a wall of words. Even our videos, even though there was video visuals going on, it was really a talking head and just kind of a wall of words. We were very wordy on our website. And I think it was because of the fact that we were trying to explain how we're different and unique. And so we relied kind of on words where we have now kind of tried to lean into something we call shift or show how it feels. It's this idea that we should show people what being on a purple product, the GelFlex grid, um, actually feels like. So they can imagine it. We can increase what we call craveability, which is something I learned when I was at Sonic. So taking something that I learned from the food industry and applying it to kind of the comfort industry is kind of interesting. And really trying to help people understand what it feels like. So ultimately, we want them to go try it and fall in love with it because we know when people actually try the product, they're very likely to make that purchase. So when you say go and try it, does that mean get it delivered, try it for 30 days or stores or what? Yeah, whatever's best for the customer. We are continuing to increase opportunities of how people can actually try it themselves. We're opening retail stores. Uh, We've got about 19 open now. We're about to open our 20th store. We'll be opening another handful next year of about the same number next year. We're also expanding our wholesale presence. So there's a lot of places that people can actually go try the mattresses out, sit on them, lay down on them, and kind of experience what it is for themselves. I think people are surprised at just how many locations they are and how close a store is to them typically. But also, we also we want to make it as easy as possible for, for people to buy it and feel confident that they can try it in their home. We have a 100-day guarantee where if people try it, they can try it for 100 days risk-free. And if the, within that time frame they don't like it, then they can send it back for, for a full refund. And we actually make a really big effort, a big focus on making it as easy as possible for, for people so that they can feel really confident and try something out, which I think is, you know, that's becoming table stakes these days. As more and more people are trusting things online, you know, they want to feel confident they can try it and have a good experience if they need to return something or exchange something. And so we, we focus a lot on that as well. Can you talk a little bit more about the brick and mortar experience and how important that's been to growth? It does seem like that is 
the, the natural evolution of the D to C brand. Once you get to a certain brand recognition and, and a certain amount of sales, you feel like either you can afford to do the brick and mortar or you have to do the brick and mortar to really get past that sort of online only early adopter type of uh, buyer. It's a great point. You know, we see so many kind of DTC native brands like Warby Parker and others who mm-hmm. started online yeah. and then they gravitate towards brick and mortar locations. I think that's for a couple of reasons. One, I think it adds legitimacy to the brand where people can see that it's growing. They can experience the brand in person. There's something about being able to kind of control the environment and the whole experience from the way it sounds to the way it smells, the way it looks and feels, lighting, all those different elements. It's a great opportunity to kind of establish the brand personality and how you want to show up in the world. I also think that there are things that people, people just want to try things out. You know, a purchase like a mattress is a significant investment. And so people wanting to try that before they make that purchase makes a lot of sense. So, and we also see that, that our, brand, our brand presence really increases as we open more stores as well. I think people just think, you know, they're more aware of it and give us more, more credit. Yeah, so that's a that's an interesting point. So when you talk about your brand, your your store opening strategy, are you are you doing it sort of in the zones where you already have decent sales, or are you looking to expand the brand in places that you haven't been as successful as you'd like online? Yeah, we've done it both ways. You know, Seattle is a is a an area that we've been really interested in. We do very well in Seattle. And so we've, we've wanted to open the store there. In fact, that's one of our first test stores was opening in Seattle and did incredibly well. There are other times where there are cities that we know are growing and kind of have the right personality where we want to go. And so we, we know we want to have a presence there. So a city like Austin is kind of prime for us where we want to have more of a presence there. You know, we're identifying a couple of cities across the country where we really want to have a presence and to kind of claim and, and make that a, a purple city, a purple town for us. So for somebody like you, who's in charge of the entire brand experience, all the touch points, how do you feel about a wholesale approach versus your owned and operated stores where you can control the entire experience? Speaking personally, it's great to walk into a store like a purple store, but on the other side of it, I want to sort of compare Right. I want to compare right. a purple experience to a regular spring experience or, or something like that. You know, that's I go to a mattress uh, store so I can test out all of them and and do the Goldilocks test and figure the one out. That's just yeah. right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I don't think you're alone in that. And so for that very reason, we've really shifted from being a DTC native brand to being on the channel to where we want to be where people want to go to find a mattress. So there are people who feel comfortable buying a mattress online. We want to make that as easy and as educational as possible so they can feel very confident in their choice and their decision. But then we also want to have presence in a more traditional sense, whether that be our own retail stores or in wholesale doors, because you're right, some people want to try it out. They want to lay on the the different mattresses and experience it side by side and do the test. You know, sleep is a very personal thing and, you know, it's about feel. And so you can kind of describe every, as much as you, as you can online and again, give people confidence. Some people just want to have that experience of being able to test it firsthand. 
you know, there are benefits uh, to being able to, to kind of have that experience on, you know, in, in the stores and um, give people the chance to feel the difference and kind of experience like what the gel flex grid is all about. Cause it is a very different experience from everything else that's out there. So actually, before we go on, tell me, tell me how sleeping on a non-purple mattress versus sleeping on a purple mattress is going to feel. I want to understand that. Yeah. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can <laughs> see one of these. <laughs> the difference is really, you know, product or foam like memory foam, which is what most, well, all brands are out there really are, are, are all about memory foam or some, some form of foam. Right. You kind of sink into the, the memory foam. Right. So it kind of engulfs you. It's a little bit like quicksand where you kind of, you know, you sink into it and it kind of forms around you. Mm-hmm. The part of the challenge with memory foam is it's an insulator. And so the foam has these little air pockets that fill up with heat. Eventually they fill up all the way and it kind of pushes the heat back onto you. Yeah. So while memory foam is good for some things, that's one of the things that makes it challenging. The other thing is it's slow to respond. So if you move during the night and you roll from your back to your side or whatever, the memory foam is, is not, it doesn't respond that quickly. So that can actually be disruptive in your sleep to where you feel uncomfortable. And so you notice that and it kind of jars you out of your sleep. So that's not a great attribute as well. The thing that's kind of different about the Gelflex grid is the fact that it's made of these, these columns and these squares. And so they have these air channels where you actually lay on top of this grid. It's made out of a, a product that was invented by our founders called Hyperelastic Polymer, which is a neutral, temperature neutral material. What that means is we don't have to cool anything down because it never gets hot. It stays temperature neutral. We also have great airflow because of the fact that there are these air channels. And so our product doesn't, get, doesn't sleep hot um, because it never gets hot. There's a lot of products out there that are really focused on cooling. And that's because they have to cool down the memory foam that they're using. We have the luxury of not having to actually cool things down because it doesn't get hot. The other thing is we've discovered that's kind of the difference is something called column buckling. The thing that's interesting about the gel flex grid is when you have something that's, that's of a broad, wide surface area, it actually is very strong and very supportive. So if you have like a board, you can actually stand on the board and it will support you and it won't give way. So think of your back, your legs, any place that has more surface area, you're going to be buoyed up, right? Mm. But then if there's something that's a little more pokey, it actually, the columns give way and buckle and collapses to make room for that elbow, knee, hip, shoulders, et cetera. And so it kind of does this interesting thing where traditionally you kind of had to choose between a soft mattress or a firm mattress. With a purple mattress, you actually get both because it's firm kind of where you need it to support your back and it gives way and is soft where you want it in your hips, your shoulders, knees, elbows, et cetera. And so it's this really unique kind of thing where you don't have to choose between a firm or a soft mattress. We actually provide both in one mattress, which is pretty revolutionary. Well, I'm sold because those are the two things that I care about because I sleep really hot. I'm I'm an inferno and I like a firmer mattress. And a lot of the memory foam companies are just too soft for me. It's just, uh, 
Uh, maybe it's because I'm a bigger guy, taller, yeah, solid guy. But uh, <laughs> you're built to last, right? <laughs> I'm built for something. Um, so okay, really interesting. All right, so that's good. That's I honestly never really understood uh, the differences. So that's that's great, and I'm sure our listeners really appreciate all that. So let's talk about how do you how do you market a mattress? Because people don't buy mattresses every day, like they go to McDonald's or something like that. So how do you figure that out? How do you figure out the customer journey? Where do you deploy your dollars? How do you move them from the top of the funnel to the bottom? Because I feel like awareness can happen at any time throughout the years. And then eventually they enter the middle of the funnel and then, and then move to purchase relatively quickly. So how do you manage something like that for, from a mattress perspective? Yeah, it's a really great question. So a couple of thoughts. One is, you know, a mattress is a pretty big investment and it's one that people want to put a lot of thought and effort into. But before they actually need a mattress, they're not really thinking about it. You know, mattress brands typically aren't brands that people think about too, too terribly much. In fact, what we found previously in kind of the, the previous world, people didn't really know what they were sleeping on. You know, they bought a mattress and forgot about it for 10 years. That shifted as we've kind of brought more focus, you know, there's more competition, there's more brand love for some of these brands that have started recently with us included, where people are more advocates and people more aware. The other thing that's really interesting is sleep has become something that people are more focused on as people have tried to become more aware of their health and wellness. You know, it's something they're spending more time and thought on where before it was kind of like this annoying thing you had to do where now people are realizing, oh, this is a critical piece to my wellness how I perform, how well I feel. And it's not this thing of like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's a necessity. So it's, a, it's on people's radar a lot more. People are giving thought to it. One of the things that is tempting with the DTC brand is to be very transactional. And what I kind of tell the team is, and we talk about is the fact that the mattresses, mattress industry is one of those industries that's a bit of a bar fight where it's very promotional. Everything's, you know, there's always some sale, there's always some deal. And every holiday, every holiday, there's actually mattress holidays, things like Labor Day and <laughs> President's Day and things like that. And I, President's Day, that's the big one I remember. <laughs> that's right. So I'm, I'm aware of these, these mattress holidays I never really paid attention to before. But, you know, th- those are moments where people are really ready. And they've, we've, you know, the industry has trained people to be in a mindset to be looking for a great deal at that time. So we have to play within that space. We have to show up when the consumer is looking for that type of offering or that kind of experience. So there's kind of this bar fight side of it that we have to be really good at. What I mean by that is we have the right price, the right offering in a compelling way that gets people excited because essentially there is, there's a group of people who are going to buy a match during that time. And so we want to be again, right product, right offering in the right place in front of them. So we're high in the consideration list. Other portion is where I think buying a mattress is almost more similar to buying a car than anything else. What I mean by that is people aren't really thinking about it until they need it. And they think a lot about it and they go really deep on it for a couple of weeks and they buy it and then they kind of move on and stop thinking about it. So one of the things we've been really focused on, especially recently, since I got here, but especially recently is we need to, to really be focusing on brand building efforts so that we're in consideration. You know, 
I tell the team, we need to be in the ether. What I mean by that is we need to be around when people are going to shift into that mode of like, well, I should think about getting a new mattress. There's kind of some life moments that spur people buying a mattress, things like getting married, moving, things like that. But it can be difficult to know exactly when people are going to go into that mindset. And so we just need to have a presence. And so we're shifting a lot of our focus to go up funnel, to be brand centric and start to tell some brand stories and invest in the longer term brand health, which has been a big focus for us recently. I've heard that that includes content creation and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you're going up funnel and what that, what is that brand story? I mean, besides what we've already gone through, of course, with the technology and things like that. Yeah, it's really around this idea that we're committed to reinventing comfort. And we want to share with people why they should think about purple. And again, we have a really compelling innovation story that we can tell people that gives them a reason to think about us and to to care about us. The thing that's really interesting for us is our number one conversion tool above YouTube, TV, Facebook, Instagram, any other channel is word of mouth by quite a long shot, actually. So we're very lucky as a brand, as a, as a company, that people, when they try our products, they fall in love with it. And they have something that I call finder, you know, we as a brand have something that I call finder factor. And the finder factor is this idea that um, people like to be the person who found something cool or that is great that they, and they want to share it with other people. It could be a recipe. It could be a song. It's funny. I'll find a song that I love and I'll share it with other people. And I think, I feel like I almost wrote the song or <laughs> performed the song <laughs> just because I shared it with someone else. Right. Well, people really embrace that with purple, where they're so excited to tell other people about their about their mattress of all things, or their pillow, or even their seat cushion. And we have people who talk about our seat cushions all the time. You've got to get this, you've got to get that. So we have tremendous brand advocates and we've got super fans of purple because of the fact that it had such an impact on their life, they want to share that. And so that's incredibly helpful as well. The fact that people are so excited about our products and about our brand that they want to be the ones who share with other people. And so you're seeing that on social media or you just, uh, you're tracking that as part of the sales cycle. Yeah, we, we do surveys and things and we ask people where they heard about purple or what made motivate them to buy. And, and the number one thing is word of mouth still to this day. And then yes. we see a ton of, we see a ton of comments too. Yeah. And we watch our socials very closely and we see people talk about it and we have super fans. It's interesting if something, someone says something disparaging, whether it be on Reddit, on Instagram, or other places, our purple fans go to bat for us <laughs> and they defend us. That's and great. they kind of jump in and say, Hey, I don't know if, you know, they kind of challenge it a little bit and, and uh, you know, stand up for the product and for the brand. So that's a great position to be in. And so before we, we move into sort of how the pandemic has changed things, I wanted to understand a little bit about uh, the data side of the business. You know, how are you using data, uh, understanding of the customer to drive your, your evolution of your marketing? Yeah, it's a great question. I think one of the biggest things is for us has been to kind of revisit how we're defining success. Historically, because we've been so DTC focused, we've really measured success on ROI, on, on spend, 
you know, we paid this much in advertising, kind of the direct response world, and we got this much, you know, return on our, on that investment. One of the things we needed to define is as we go up funnel and become more of a brand and spend more time and effort on brand, you know, building a brand takes more time and it takes more patience. And one of the things we're working on right now is redefining what success for a campaign or for an ad is. It's easy to take an ad and use it as if you create a, a brand kind of focused ad and you use it and try to make it a direct response type ad. It's easy to feel like, oh, that ad's not working. Right. But the reality is, it's not what it was built for. It's a little bit like taking a pickup truck to the drag race and going, oh, this thing's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's just it was built to do something different, right? right? We're getting better at having the tools to measure success for those brand efforts, which has been something that we've needed to do because we have been so kind of on direct response, promo focused. All right. Well, the thing that changed all of us and, and uh, I'm sure created a big bounce in demand for mattresses was uh, the pandemic, especially here where I sit in New York City, where everybody decided to buy country houses or move to the country and get out of the city. They had more bedrooms, they needed more beds, and they needed more mattresses. So can you talk a little bit about what the last year and a half has been like for you and, um, and how the pandemic has changed things? It's been quite the roller coaster for sure. When things started to hit, we were like, everyone were kind of like, oh, let's see what this, you know, what's going to happen here. And then I remember specifically, everything kind of shifted and everything kind of turned off back in, you know, March of uh, 2020. Like everyone else, we didn't know what was going to happen. And so we actually did a round of furloughs and we kind of were ready to hunker down and kind of wait things out and see how things were going to play out. What happened was, Exactly what you just described. Everyone was ready to kind of be at home. They started to pay attention to their home and what it was that they really cared about. One of the things that that really stood out to people was I need to make my home more comfortable. I need to make it more, you know, make it more of a sanctuary. And so there's this tremendous shift to people really investing in their homes. They weren't spending money on travel. They weren't spending money on going out to restaurants and things. And so a lot of those dollars shifted towards their homes. And so it was a huge opportunity for us. And so we quickly went from furloughing to we couldn't hire enough people. The demand for our products went through the roof. And we, we scrambled very quickly to try to meet that, that need. One of the things we saw as well is, you know, there's a lot of talk about there's not enough beds for people. And so we saw a tremendous opportunity where we actually shifted and we created what we called the med bed using our innovation to create beds that we could donate to hospitals or other places that, that were in need. So we, we spun that out very quickly. We shifted some of our technologies to create masks and try to be a good steward and pitch in as best we could. Last year was very good for us from a business standpoint where people really were, like I said, really focused on comfort, on their homes. One of the things that surprised us was our incredible growth in business with our seat cushions. You know, seat cushions has been something that actually really started out, helped us start out from the beginning. Purple really started out in the medical industry. The first thing that we, that we created was actually a, a seat cushion for wheelchairs. The original founders created a wheelchair, an actual wheelchair. And the community said, this is great, but what we actually need is something for people to sit on because right. they're sitting for hours. And there's... Yeah 
all sorts of, of consequences to that. Mm-hmm. So they actually created a seat cushion for wheelchairs that was kind of the the launching point for the gel flex grid. Then it went into mattresses for for hospitals, for really the people who need the help most, which was burn victims. So mm-hmm. that's why there was the high, you know, it was a material that wasn't hot, had these this ability to be well supportive and and very soft. And then also these air channels so that people were touching less of the material itself. So that was really kind of where we started from. And so it was interesting to see us go back there as our seat cushions really exploded and people started turning kitchen chairs into a kitchen table into their home office. You know, people weren't meant to sit on those chairs for eight to 10 hours a day. And these seat cushions kind of changed everything. And all of a sudden people were we're feeling a lot more comfortable and able to do that, you know, kind of to match the the changing world around them. That's really interesting. I was going to ask for our last question, you know, what's next for purple? Is it going to be more down the, the road of cushions, uh, seat cushions, but uh, now I know that's where it all began. So what is next? What's uh, 2022 looking like for, for purple? It's kind of amazing how the years are just melding together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like it's almost 2022. I can't believe that it's, uh, I feel like we've lost a year somehow. I, I agree. I can't believe that we're on the back end of this year. It feels like yeah. it has gone by very, very fast. As you look at our, our innovation, you know, we're, we're going to invest a lot in R&D. We're going to invest in an innovation continue to invest in innovation. We've always done that, but we're going we're gonna to double down and invest even more in innovation and build out that team. The possibilities of what we can do and who we can partner with is pretty broad and almost endless. You know, thinking about our customer, you know, we started in the bedroom with a bed, with pillows, really amazing pillows, seat cushions, those types of things. So we want to gain people's confidence with their sleep solutions but then we want to follow them in other parts of their lives. Like we want to bring comfort to their commute to work in the car with our seat cushions. You know, we can see us providing comfort and going with them on a trip to, on the plane. We can see us partnering with an airline, for example, not yes. just to do pillows and blankets, but actually, you know, what does it look like for us to bring comfort solutions to airlines or yeah. cars or other the actual, places? Right? The actual uh, flatbed flatbed material is, is purple. That's exactly right. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to bring those comfort solutions to a lot of different places. We actually are, we have had to be very thoughtful because there's so many opportunities and so many cool things. In fact, we were about to sign a deal with a high profile MBA team, but it didn't, it was right when COVID hit and the bubble and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. We have been very, we've had to be very intentional with how we want to approach things for the fact that we could do so many different things, but there's a really a lot of opportunity for us still within the sleep business, within the bedroom. You know, we've improved, we brought innovation to mattress covers and to sheets and everything else. Everything that we come out with, there has to be a why purple element to it. What that means is, how is this purple? What is it that we're bringing that's a new innovation, that's something different, that's improving this product with a genuine innovation that benefits people? It's not just a gimmick. And so we are really going to be continue to be focused on sleep because there's so much more work for us to do here. You know, we're we're the fastest growing brand in the sleep industry. 
And we just feel like there's a lot more work to do there. We'll get to the other categories and other opportunities, but we've got enough work to do within the sleep space. We'll, we'll probably be focused here for a little bit. Yeah. And do you feel like your position as a public company with access to public capitals made you, has given you advantages over a lot of these, uh, these newer startups and things like that? I think, honestly, the biggest thing, Jeremy, has been the fact that we're profitable. Right. We're one of the few DTC companies out there, let alone mattress companies, that's actually turning not only a profit, but a significant profit with great EBITDA margins, you know, and returns. So I think that's the biggest differentiation is the fact that we're continuing to get better and better at um, all ends of our business, whether it be manufacturing, opening to more wholesale doors. You know, we have a very long line of, of wholesalers who are really excited about our product and want to be a partner with us. We want to scale in a way that's, that's thoughtful so we can give the experience both to our wholesale partners, but also to our customers. So I think the biggest difference for us is the fact that we're actually profitable. And you know the street's rewarded for us for that. And we continue to have some some growth to do and some learnings to do, but you know, it's great that we're able to be profitable, you know, five years into our, into our, uh, into our brand and our business. Well, there you have it. Great products and great leadership lead to great businesses. Thank you very much, Burke. This has been another edition of the Hidden Layers podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Fain, I'm CEO of Cognitive. And uh, we've been talking to Burke Morley, the VP of Brand and Executive Creative Director at Purple. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to hearing from you next time.